Welcome to Daily Truths with Dave Allman. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for the meditation are the well-known words of the writer of the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, beginning to read at the 24th verse. And let us not forsake the assembling of ourselves as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another. And all the more as we see the day approaching. There is power in a word of encouragement. And sometimes we dismiss that. I can tell you, and you'll find out why a little bit later in this message, I would not be standing here if it weren't for words of encouragement spoken at just the right time, at just the right place, at just the right moment. Encouragement can change people's lives. I think of the encouragement that God gives us in his word. He says these words, fear not, I've redeemed you. Fear not, I've called you by name and you belong to me. You are my child. I think of the words of Romans chapter eight and there are some of my favorite words in all of scripture. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Knowing all these things, we're more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I'm convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor things present nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all creation can be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Are those encouraging words for us today? Here's the marvelous thing. God is a just God, and sin must be punished. We are sinful and cannot save ourselves. But God dispatched his son, Jesus Christ, to planet Earth to save us. And he did that, as you know, through his life, death, and resurrection. And because of what Christ has done, he earned for us forgiveness of all our sins and the promise of a better life to come. And we receive that by repenting of our sin and putting our trust in Jesus Christ. That is a great encouraging word today, amen? And so as a result of that, we become encouragers to one another. God has called us into his family. He's knit us together as brothers and sisters in Christ. He's given us this glorious estate of being called children of God headed towards heaven. And on the way, we want to bring as many people into the fold as possible. And we do that through a word of encouragement. I believe that many of you are here because someone encouraged you and said, you need to come to Mount Hope. You'll be loved there. You'll be cared for there. You'll be encouraged there. I think about these two guys on the road to Emmaus and how disconsolate and distraught and upset they really were. Why? Because their, their lives were conflicted. Their hearts were conflicted. Their minds were conflicted. They had heard that Jesus had been risen from the dead, but could they really believe it? Was it really true? 
And they knew what the Pharisees, Sadducees, and scribes and other religious leaders had done to Jesus of Nazareth. They crucified him on a cross. And they said, we thought he was going to be the hope of Israel, that he was going to be the one that would save us and redeem us and rescue us and carry us home to heaven. We thought that he was the promised Messiah. But now we've heard that reportedly he's been raised from the dead. And the women went to the tomb, and so did some other guys. And sure enough, Jesus wasn't there. So what's up with that? Well, guess who joined them? Guess who they were telling this to? It was Jesus, right? And Jesus basically gave them a word of encouragement. I'm it. I'm the fulfillment of those prophecies. I am the Messiah. And then he sits down and they're ready to break bread and they invite him in and he sits down and he breaks bread and suddenly he disappears. Who does that, by the way? God. Okay, seen any Marvel movies? None of that stuff is true. They stole that from Jesus, right? <laughs> All the stuff those, those superheroes do, it's not really true. But there's one person on planet Earth that did all of that stuff and made everything out of nothing. Who did that? Jesus did. So they're sitting down. They're ready to eat. He suddenly leaves. He suddenly disappears. And they say this, were our hearts not burning? As he unveiled the scriptures to us, as he told us basically that he was a fulfillment of those prophecies, that he was the Messiah, that he was the son of David, that he was the son of God, and he had come. Can you imagine how encouraged, how encouraged, how encouraged they felt that day? Now, we as a result of repentance and faith in Jesus become sources of encouragement to one another. We tap into the grace of God. It renews and strengthens and refreshes us and we become people of encouragement. If there's any place where encouragement should be given, it's in the church. I think of that song, Oh, give me a home where the buffalo roam, where the deer and the antelope play, where seldom is heard a discouraging word, and the skies are not cloudy all day. Sounds like Arizona to me, right? <laughs> I mean... Where seldom is heard a discouraging word. That's the way church ought to be. That's the way church is here at Mount Hope. You probably don't know this, but through the words of encouragement you've given one another, and maybe other people who are in your family or in your life. A word of encouragement spoken at the right time, in the right place, under the right circumstances, could very well have changed a life. I know it has for me. And please uh, um, excuse me for talking a little bit personally today about my background. I don't think I've shared this with you, but... I was raised in a, in a church home. My dad was a pastor. And for the first 12 years of my life, I was going to be a pastor. I just knew it. 
And I would respect my dad so much. And this was back in the old days when they wore a robe, you know, and they stood up in a pulpit that seemed to a little guy like it was 80 feet up in the air, right? And my dad with this big booming voice would look down upon us and he'd proclaim the word of God. And by the way, pastors back then never told jokes in the pulpit, right? You just didn't do that. Nor did you laugh in church, right? I mean, you just didn't do that. And so that's the way I was raised. And so from the time I'm born until the time I'm 12, I'm going to be a pastor. And then in seventh grade, I had to give this devotion at Faith Lutheran School. And my voice was changing, and um, I had written out my devotion. But for whatever reason, I got an anxiety attack. I didn't know what it was at the time. I didn't know what an anxiety attack was. But because I saw those 42 kids all staring at me and my voice was changing, it started to shake and I was holding my devotion and I was shaking so badly I couldn't read it. So I put it on the desk, braced myself with the desk and the whole desk started to shake. I got about halfway through the devotion and I couldn't finish. I sat down and I was weeping. And at recess, all these kids were saying to me, you'll never be a pastor. How can you do that? How can you shake like that? Your dad doesn't shake like that when he preaches. You'll never be a pastor. And you know what? I thought they were right. And for the next four years, I never spoke in public again. Not once. Until about halfway through my junior year, I had to give a 30-second little blurb in chapel in front of 300 kids about our cross-country team. I don't even remember what I said, but I said something for like 15 seconds. And I did it pretty confidently. And a guy by the name of, a teacher by the name of Rodney Sloan, and Marty, you know him. Where's Marty? You know Rodney. He was the head of the the debate team and the speech coach. He said, he looked at me, I'll never forget it. You ought to go out for, for speech. You ought to come to my speech class. I think you'd be a good debater. I said, I would be. And he said, yes, you have a good voice. You project well. You have kind of a persona about you. I said, I do? And he said, yes, come out for speech. Come out for debate. And I did. But do you know what? That was a timely word, spoken at the right time, but I still didn't want to be a pastor. Even though that word of encouragement, the power of encouragement had changed the course and direction for my life. You know what I wanted to be then? A sports announcer. And I would take a little cassette recorder to Bears Stadium. Some of you remember this. Before it was called Mile High Stadium, to Bears Stadium. And I would record the game on this little instamatic little thing. You know, and I pitched my voice like that. Two outs, bottom of the second. The Bears are behind, two to one. Here's the pitch. Oh, and that ball is hit. It is back there, back there, back there. It is gone. Right? I had the whole thing down. That's what I thought I was going to do. And so I went to college, St. John's College in Winfield, Kansas. And I did sports announcing for the soccer team, for the basketball team, and for the baseball team. And I hated it. I couldn't stand it. And I love sports. Don't get me wrong. You guys know that. I love sports. But I thought, do I really want to spend the next 40, 50 years of my life talking about something that doesn't matter, a tinker's doodle? 
right? Because a week later, two days later, who really cares whether you win the game or not? It's not that big a deal. And I knew that the Lord had, had placed me on planet Earth to do something maybe more significant. But I didn't know what it was. Here's the point. My two friends, Wally and Jay, came up to me and they said, you know, they've got this new professor who's teaching Greek here at St. John's. And the other one, his mandate was to flunk as many kids as possible. And the mandate that this professor has, because the other one flunked so many people and he got fired, we have a new Greek professor. You have a really good voice. You're really good with people. You're really kind. You know, you ought to think about being a pastor. You ought to take Greek. I said, really? I said, I haven't thought about being a pastor since seventh grade. Try it. You'll like it. I said, okay. So I did. And I didn't like it. I loved it. God had changed the direction and course of my life through Rodney Sloan and Jay Polis and Wally Lemmerman. And through those three people, God redirected my life. Now, Rodney didn't have to say that. Wally and Jay didn't have to say that. But they thought it. And they said it. And I needed to hear it. And it changed my life. I don't know who needs a word of encouragement in your life right now, but there are people who do. It may be a son. It may be a daughter. It may be a mate. It may be a parent. It may be a grandparent. But if you think nice things, what Miss Horiuchi said in first grade to me was not true. Words hurt, (laughs) but affirming and encouraging words build up. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, encouraging words are like a honeycomb. Listen to this. Encouraging words are like a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. My prayer and desire for Mount Hope is that here in a few years, these pews are filled. But another prayer and desire I have for Mount Hope is that this becomes Mount Hope, a place of encouragement. Where you are lifted up by the power and strength of God's word and where people love and care for, and here's the key word, encourage one another. Because as I began 15 minutes ago, I will say it again. There is power in a word of encouragement. I know that firsthand. May we be people empowered by the encouragement that God gives us through his son, Jesus Christ. May we be people of encouragement to one another and to everyone we meet. Let it be so and let it be done to the glory of God's holy and saving name. Amen. And now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. Guard your hearts and your minds through faith in Christ Jesus until life everlasting. Amen.
Thank you for tuning in to Daily Truths with Dave Allman. If this ministry is blessing you, please consider supporting us by sharing this channel with a friend. You can also like, comment, subscribe, or leave a review. This helps us tremendously. Come back tomorrow for your next Daily Truth.